What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of A Sensi Fan Talking, where you have LP. That's just A Sensi Fan Talking. Um, today, we'll get into a little bit of sports. We'll get into a little bit of Insecure, because, you know, we watched that. Got a little bit of thoughts on that. Hopping out of the quarantine, wearing the mask, getting out here, hitting a store. <laughs> Can't hit two stores because still a little bit nervous about being out here in the crowds so hitting a store um tell y'all what that's been about trying to swerve through the crowds and everything uh, we'll talk a little bit of politics first um as always you can catch the conversation on sensi underscore fan talk uh, join the conversation see what that's about but first let's talk about what joe's talking about because he's out here talking dumb so Let's get into that real fast. Um, if you haven't heard, um, basically Joe's out here um, telling us how black we are. <laughs> um, in a nutshell, um, Joe says, um, if you vote for Trump, you ain't black. And for me, there's, I, I you can kind of look at this for me two ways so that i got two thoughts on this for one joe's gonna do joe things joe's gonna be joe and him winning the democratic nomination you take the joe with the joe you just do and this is not a defensive joe like this is not me going like oh it's okay you know it's all right that joe said it because that goes into point number two you just got to understand that Joe is a loose cannon. You know, it's Joe B. And when he got the Democratic nomination, everybody that, you know, that he rose with understood this. I mean, Obama understood this when he gave him the VP. So, you know, the people that are in his circle have to understand that you got to you got to try to rein him in a little bit. Obama understood this, gave him a great eight years. The people around Biden will eventually understand this. I mean, Biden's starting to understand this, I'm pretty sure. Which leads me into part number two. You could tell it was a joke. You could tell from the smile that he gave while he was saying it. You could tell from the apology. Seemed rather sincere. You could tell from the tweets and everything that dropped afterwards, which gave like the detailed quote-unquote black agenda and by the way um black celebrities please stop telling folks you know to like withhold the vote if there's no black agenda and stuff like that like you guys can afford to do that like you guys have the money and the wherewithal to do all that like please please don't tell us to do that like we have our own lives to live and stuff like that. Like, we don't have the money to do what you guys do. Like, <laughs> please don't have us move in any of your lanes, all right? But that's a that's a different subject completely. But I digress. Here's what Biden has to understand. Number one, you can't question our blackness. Like, that's that's like 
that's a white person's no-no like <laughs> never question our blackness like you don't you don't have the melanin to do this like <laughs> you cannot do that and also you cannot take our vote for granted we do understand that trump is in office which means that there's like a 99.99999% chance that you'll get our vote. But you also have to understand that you have to earn our vote. You have to understand this. That black agenda that you dropped and everything, this is great. You have to show us that you're going to live up to that. You have to show us that. Because you're working with a population that really does not trust government we really don't trust power like like as a teacher like like with me being a teacher i deal with a population that doesn't trust me because they see me as power so i deal with a group of people that they don't even trust me most of the time so i get this completely like i deal with people that don't trust power like we as a group of people don't trust power until we see that they're going to do right by us. So you in turn have to understand that until you actually show us that you're going to live up to the agenda that you're setting forth, we're not going to necessarily trust that you're going to do it. So when you say things like questioning our blackness, it kind of moves you down a little bit and you have to understand that. So you can't say things like that. Even if you think that we say things like that, you can't say that. It doesn't give you a pass to say it just because we say it. It kind of sounds like we're talking about a word here, <laughs> but we're not talking about that word because that's another different subject that we're not even thinking about touching. We're talking about what Biden said. So this is what he has to understand. Like power doesn't give anyone the right to simply assume that they have us in their pocket. And that's what Joe Biden has to really understand. He has to understand that he still has to earn our vote, even though he thinks he has our vote. As long as he understands this, he can easily hop over this small hurdle because it's really not as bad as people blow it up to be like the Republicans, they're really doing what they're supposed to do. They're taking something that's relatively small and they're blowing it up. You can't really blame them for that. That's what they're supposed to do, especially when they have somebody that's doing ridiculously reckless things on a regular basis. So of course they're going to blow up something that's minor and make it major you know mjg would say crumbs to bricks you know so that's basically what's happening here you're taking a crumb and blowing it up to a brick that would be the plan so you would think biden's goal would be to apologize and get over it which is simply what he's trying to do what we have to do is i wouldn't say necessarily ignore it <laughs> We would discuss it like we're doing here. Let him know it's not okay. And then make sure 
that he does what he's supposed to do. I would definitely not ignore it. I wouldn't go like, hey, it's okay, Joe. We understand because it's not okay. It's not okay for somebody to say something like that. But what's definitely not okay is to blow this way up. Is to say something like, hey, Joe's racist. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily, I wouldn't necessarily say this was like overtly racist. But at the same time, it wasn't right. It was definitely wrong to say. I mean, when I heard it, I was like, whoa, hey, watch out now. Hey, I mean, because it was definitely not the right thing to say. So that's kind of where I am with it. I mean, and I was having discussions with a couple people on a, about it on Twitter. And I wouldn't say I was conflicted, but I felt like I was saying like different things to different people. And it kind of hit me. I'm like, I'm all over the place with it. And when I started thinking about it, I was like, I probably should be all over the place with it because politically black people are like all over the place, period, because we're just distrustful of the entire system. I mean, I, I was telling somebody, I was telling somebody on Twitter, I'm like, I'm distrustful of the entire process to the point where I'm like, I don't even know where to go sometimes. Like as far as voting, I'm like, what do you do? Because nothing changes. I mean, like when I look up, everything's pretty much the same year after year after year. So I'm like, sometimes what's the point of it all? That's kind of where I am. But this year, I definitely know where I'm going. So, I mean, I, I, I kind of know the point of it all this year as opposed to other years. So I think that's where I am as far as that goes. So, I mean, as long as Joe understands what he did was messed up and he can fix it, I feel like everybody's on the same page. So I think that's where we are as far as that goes. So Joe, just watch where you step in. Everything's all good. So. That's where that goes. And that's just a Sensi fan talking. And we'll be right back. Yo, 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 what's going on? Welcome back to a Sensi fan talking. As always, you can continue the conversation with me on the socials. That's Cincy underscore fan talk, and that's on that Twitter. It's looking like some of these sports coming back so we can actually see some live sports. So you don't have to act like you really loving watching Game 6, the movie, which was absolutely ridiculous. I mean, I mean, you can say what you want, but really, Game 6, the movie where you watch game six of the 1998 finals as a movie, but you really saw game six already as a game, but they made it look like a movie. Like seriously, like be for real. Just say what you really mean and just say you had nothing to watch on Sunday or Monday or wherever they showed it. And just say how you really feel. Nothing to really watch. So let's just watch that, like whatever. Like, it was absolutely ridiculous, but whatever.
So it's looking like we're about to real live get some some stuff to watch, like some sports. NBA. It's looking like they're about to drop like 16 to 20 teams in Orlando or in Vegas. But for me, here's my question. Whoever wins the championship, do you really see it as a valid win, as a valid victory? Or are you putting a question mark behind it? Like, is it really a dub? How how would you see it? For me, I'm worried about any team sport coming back first off. That's just me. There's so many different variables to this. It's so much. I mean, you got 12 to 15 players and the coaches and the assistant coaches and the trainers. You have all of these variables. And then you have what a team sport is all about. They sweating all on each other. You got the ball. You got the officials. It's a lot. Like, it's a whole lot that goes into this. And I don't think a lot of people are taking all of these variables into account. So I'm kind of worried about team sports coming back. Not really like individual sports, but team sports. But people want their sports, and I don't really think they're too much worried about the players <laughs> so much. You know, give me my sports. That's what people are thinking. I don't really think they care too much about the players. Not yet. Until, you know, coronavirus cases start popping up in the Nets locker rooms and in the Lakers locker rooms and in the Clippers locker rooms. And then everybody will start caring. That's when we'll care. But that being said, let's say the Lakers win the title. Are you counting that as valid? You know, or are you going like, hey, the Lakers got that title. Woohoo, LeBron. Or are you going like, I don't know. To me, I count it as valid because the Lakers had the same layoff as everybody else and they jumped through the same hurdles as everybody else. I mean, LeBron is just as rusty. He didn't get to play against anybody else. Had the same layoff. I mean, he may have had some amenities that other people didn't have, but I mean, he LeBron. I mean, what you going to do about that? I mean, other people aren't LeBron. I mean, you got Mike Conley. He got a gym back home that's, like, killing so many other people's gyms. Like, it looks like you can run a couple high school games, like, in Mike Conley's gym. Like, straight up. That's what it looked like. But it's not fair to say so-and-so have advantages that other people don't have so this team has a big asterisk next to their name because they won the title and so and so won't if they win that's not really fair you can start just putting asterisks next to everybody's name because they have different things going for them that other people didn't have let's put an asterisk next to Toronto's name for last year because they had Kawhi and nobody else did. We could start doing that. Let's put an asterisk next to Golden State's name because they had Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson and Curry. Let's do that. Let's put asterisk next to Miami's name because they had LeBron and Bosch and Dwayne Wade. Let's do that. Let's put asterisk next to on the Spurs in nineteen ninety nine. 
when they ran it up and won the title during the strike shortening season. Let's do that. I mean, we can go on and on and on. It's not really fair. Like, teams win titles because they play better in that season in comparison to the other players. Point blank. Like, you play better in a specific season and you win. And it's not really fair to go like, oh, well, so-and-so had an advantage that other people didn't have and they played better for four or five or 10 or 12 games and they won. It's not fair. They got hot and the other players were just rusty. So (laughs) that's sports. Like sometimes that's just life that happens. That happens in the NCAA tournament every single year. Like we can call a spade a spade. Like it's very rare in sports for the best team to win. Like, it's very rare for that to happen. Like, in baseball, it almost never happens for the best team to win the title. In football, it it doesn't happen a lot. <laughs> I mean, you'll have times where you'll have the wild card team run the table and, and win the Super Bowl. That happens more than you think. I mean, Green Bay did it. <laughs> I mean, that year where, um, who was it? The year that the Giants beat New England with that crazy catch by David Tyree. That was a wild card team that did that. I mean, you never know when you'll have upsets or you'll have teams that just get hot. So why are we going like, we're going to put an asterisk next to this team's name because of a pandemic. I mean, you never know what's going to happen. So why are we like thinking about putting like all types of weird stuff around a title now that that's, that would just be strange to me. Whoever wins the title this year will have definitely earned it no matter what. I mean, let's say you take, let's say they do like the whole play-in thing. Let's say you get 20 teams. You know, you got the 16 teams that make it to the playoffs. And then you have four more teams. You know, your 17 to 20 teams. And you have the 19-seeded team. They make it to the play-in and they win the play-in. They make it through. And then they end up winning the whole thing. I don't see that as a fluke. Not really. They were good enough to win the play-in, and then they beat some really good teams in the playoffs. By the time they got to the finals, you really can't call it a fluke. That means they won a first-round game, against a team that was way higher seeded. They beat a one seed or a two seed. And then after that, they beat probably a four or five, or maybe like a three. And then after that, I mean, you're beating high seeds the entire time, way higher seeds than yourself. Can you really call that a fluke? I mean, those are doves on top of doves. I mean, 
they aren't flukes if you keep doing it. <laughs> I mean, a fluke is like in the NCAA tournament, a 14 seed beating a three seed in the first round. And then after that, losing to the six seed the next round. That's a fluke. Like, that means they won the first round and got lucky. And then in the next round, they got scraped up. Like, <laughs> that's that's fluky to me. So, I don't really see an asterisk get, getting placed on a team that wins this title. Be it the one seed, like a Laker or a Celtic team or something like that. Or a team that just sneaks in the playoffs. Whoever wins the title in the NBA will have deserved it. They got through a crazy layoff and they got through whatever type of setup that they decided to do and I feel like they would have deserved it I mean that's just me I mean a lot of people might feel differently and me personally this is just how I feel whatever fan base loses will be the fan base that complains the most I mean if the Clippers lose They'll be the ones screaming and complaining. It'll be their fan base complaining and saying that it's not fair. There should be an asterisk. So it's really the teams that lose will be the ones that's complaining. Not really the players. I mean, they sign up to play. You won't hear them belly aching too much. I mean, they're professionals. They just want to play. It'll be the fans because that's what fans do. Like most fans, they'll be the ones belly aching and making excuses and crying and, oh, well, this, that, and the third, you know, they shouldn't have been in the playoffs in the first place. This all that ridiculousness, but whoever wins, they definitely earned it. And don't let anybody tell you different. Hey, it's just a sensey fan talking. We'll be right back. <laughs> And we are back here. You got a Cincy fan talking. Glad you could check us out. Finally got to the last day of school. Gotta tell you, it definitely does not feel like the last day of school. It's really hard for it to feel like the last day of school when you've been sitting around teaching school in your house for like the last two months. Gotta tell you, really have not been looking forward to the last day of school like I have for the last few years. Usually it's like you feel like doing the like the whole like high school dance musical out of your classroom <laughs> like on the last day of school. Like you just feel like busting out the whole dance moves. But like this year it's like it's like what you gonna do this summer? Like you had like the whole like trips planned to like Myrtle Beach and all that and we just looking at each other this summer like we just looking in the house like what we supposed to do like oh man so I don't know it's it's gonna be a rough one this summer um, so if, if you got any plans um, anything out of the ordinary let me know so i can get some ideas hit me up on sensi underscore fan talk because 
one of the big perks of this whole teaching thing is supposed to be, you know, just living life in the summertime, just rubbing it in your friends' faces because they working and you not. But, like, there's a whole lot of planning in the backyard this year. Um, definitely plan on buying a swing set to go with the trampoline in the back. So <laughs> that's that's one of the major plans. But other than that, like I've been saying for the past few episodes, it's a whole lot of TV watching, um, catching up on past episodes, checking out new episodes. Um, tried to watch Penny Dreadful. Um, watch the watch the first episode, Penny Dreadful and um, City of Angels. I just could not get into it. That's supernatural is normally just not my thing. From the trailer and everything, I thought it would be cool. Like. I just I just couldn't get into it. Uh, I thought I'd watch the first two, but after the first one, I'm like, I couldn't get into it, man. So, I'm going to go ahead and get a second one a shot, but I, I just wasn't feeling it. Like, <laughs> But I'm going to go ahead and get a second episode of the world. I just, just wasn't my cup of tea. Caught the Insecure. Um, definitely caught that. Um... What I really, really dig about Insecure, what I really, really like about it, is that you don't get one perspective. I really don't dig shows that just give you the protagonist perspective and make you have to guess what all the other characters are thinking. Like, I really don't like that. Like, last week was basically all Issa. And you got to see what was like making her feel the way she felt about her whole thing with Molly. And it kind of stopped at the restaurant where she saw Molly. And then that was kind of it. And then this episode picked up with Molly at the restaurant and she saw Issa. And then it just went from there and it was all Molly. And we could kind of see how Molly felt about her and the Issa situation. And I really dug that because it went backwards, not really with her and Issa, but it went backwards with how Molly kind of dealt with her mental health issues, which was really, really cool because in the black community, we don't really do that a lot. It, I thought it was really cool because it was a it was a part in the show where... Andrew was talking to Nathan and Molly's like, oh, well, you know, you know, Nathan kind of rolled out, you know, in season three and Andrew kind of broke it down. Like, yeah, you know, Nathan had to leave on some mental health stuff. And that really struck a nerve with Molly because Molly was like, you know, she went to see, you know, a therapist way back in season one, season two, kind of like that. And. I thought that was really cool to see because, you know, us as black folks, that's not really something that we, we really talk about, you know, mental health. I really thought that was cool that they snuck that in there. I think it'll be interesting to see who breaks the ice between Molly and Issa and exactly how it gets broken. Because at this point, I think they're both starting to see that they both have some growing to do. And that they both 
are kind of messing up the relationship between themselves. I hope that everybody's understanding that on the internet because it really looks like it's one-sided, like Molly's destroying a relationship. And Molly does tend to do some like, <laughs> some real sabotaging behavior. You can kind of see that, you know, when she was going off on like the, on the towel girl, you know, when they were on vacation. And she does tend to do that. Like I'm a, I'm a real Molly stand sometimes. Like I think Molly gets a whole lot of crap, but like sometimes, you know, she, she kind of goes off sometimes for like no reason at times. But I really, I really feel like Issa crossed the line. Like Molly kind of takes a lot from Issa because Issa's always going through some things. I feel like Issa crossed the line and Molly was just kind of tired of it. But at the same time, Molly's always a little bit extra. And I think Issa was tired of that too. So they both, they both have some valid points. It's always like that in arguments between friends. Both have some valid points. So it'll be interesting to see what happens when they do finally talk to each other. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, I don't know what's about to happen with this whole, like, Lawrence meeting up with Issa situation. Um, I, I don't know what kind of curveball this is going to be. So I'll be tuned in for this one. Gotta tell you, um, I'm waiting for Snowfall to come back. I hope the pandemic has not messed up Snowfall. Um, I talked about this on a on a past episode. I need Snowfall to come back. Um, last season it came out, I think like um mid late July. Snowfall is, in my opinion, the best television show out right now. It's on FX. I would definitely binge it. You gotta see it. You have to check out Snowfall if you haven't seen it yet. It's on FX. Watch it, watch it, watch it, watch it, watch it. Best show on television. Definitely check it out. Um, I've been finally, like, heading out, like, grocery stores, um, you know, more than like two or three minutes. Um, it's, it's been interesting, like being out in the grocery stores. I, I'll say that like, it, it, it's been interesting seeing people like just looking at people's mood. It's, it's tense in the grocery store. Like it's, it's tense shopping. Like it's, it's really tense. Like it's not what it used to be. Like my daughter's always asking me, Hey daddy, can, can I go with you? She's, she always wants to go to the store with me. She always wants to go. Daddy, uh, it's because she wants a toy. She always wants a toy. Hey daddy, can I go? And I'm telling her now, like, I don't know. It's, it's different. It's, I think I, I think I kind of figured it out. It's a space thing. It It's all boiling down the space mask no mask and i understand everything's kind of broken down to like a a mask no mask society society but i think it's a little bit deeper than that i think it's all about space in america space was always at a premium as it was like it's different from other countries because in other countries 
it's not really about space. In other countries, you know, there's like a different type of bubble. But in America, there was already like a two or three foot bubble that you couldn't step in. But now that bubble I'm noticing isn't two to three feet anymore. And, and I'm noticing that that bubble has expanded. That bubble now is like, it's like six feet. And that bubble for some people is bigger than six feet. And I'm noticing when I'm shopping, when you're in somebody's bubble, everything is like so tense. And when you're shopping, when you're looking for things, everybody's just kind of looking around and everybody's watching and it's it's hard to just nobody even wants to touch things like honestly i'm looking for ketchup i'm trying to find ketchup and i'm noticing there's a person all the way at the other end of the aisle and she's walking up slowly really really slow and I'm like why is she walking so slow but I can't find a bottle of ketchup that I want my wife only wants organic ketchup it's the weirdest thing I don't know why so I'm trying to find an organic ketchup I don't want to touch anything else <laughs> because it's strange people look at you weird like before you could just go ahead and like move other things out of the way so you could get the one that you wanted. You can't do that anymore. It's a different world now. So you're trying to like find the ketchup that you want, but you don't want to touch any other bottle. So you're trying to like find it. So I finally find it and I grab it and then I move out of the way. And then I notice once I, once I move, it didn't take longer than like, maybe like a minute and a half. Once I find it, the lady starts walking like faster and then she grabs the bottle that she wants. And I'm like, she was waiting for me to move. That's why she was walking so slow. But apparently she didn't want to wait close to me. It was the weirdest thing. I'm like, that's where we are now. That's shopping in 2020 in a pandemic. I'm like, this is crazy. I don't know how long this is going to be. Like, I really don't. This could be us for a long time. And I'm thinking like, do I do this? I don't know. <laughs> Like, I'm not watching myself. Like, I can honestly say, I don't know if I do this. Like, I have to I have to think to myself if I do this because I don't know. I have to really think about it. And if I'm being honest, I probably do. I'm pretty sure my bubble is six feet now. Like, when I go to a store, I'm looking down on the ground to make sure I'm standing on an X. Like I have to be standing on the X. Like I don't want to be like that close to anybody in the store. So I think I just answered my question. I'm pretty sure I do it. So that's shopping in 2020. Like that's pandemic shopping. Like it's, it's crazy, but that's what it is now. That 
in Amazon. I think I got about 12 packages coming in the next five days. So, I mean, that's what it is. So <laughs> we'll see if anything changes next week. So that's just a Cincy fan talking. Um, I'll catch up with you guys next week. Pretty sure I have a um, couple more different stories about this. And I'll let you in on them. But until then, it's just a Cincy fan talking. Catch up with you next week. Peace out. Life is good. Bye.